Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Side to Side Sportscast, where it's your boys, Will, Woody, and CJ, and we come to break it all down from the court side, the ring side, the sidelines, and those sports they play outdoors. We outside, we side to side, that's how we ride. And today, we got our boy Les riding with the Side to Side Sportscast, representing the 49er faithful in the NFC Championship this week. Les, what's up, man? What's up, man? How y'all doing today, fellas, man? Appreciate y'all for having me on today, man. Hey, man, we appreciate you being on with the crew. Um, So listen, man, we know you're a 49ers fan. You got the jersey in the background, the scarlet red, you representing to the fullest. Um, You know, you're one of my favorite types of fans because your boys beat my boys, and it was embarrassing. You ain't talk one ounce of smack to me. And that's what I like about Les, because <laughs> Les just reps his Niners, man. He don't got no time for nothing else. Nothing else. And I always yeah. like that, man. Growing up in Philly, yeah, Eagles nah. fans, you know, we could the, – the, the Cowboys could lose to the Little League Giants and Eagles fans acting like they beat us. Right, I, but, I, I only I only trash the fans that need to be trashed, and they know. There you go, doing. man. Look, you know, <laughs> selective trashing. You know, if you get in it, you needed to have it. That's how let's roll, and I love it, man. So, tell us about you know some of your other favorite, you know, your favorite sports teams in any sport outside of the 49ers. Uh, favorite sports team across the four major sports, uh, 49ers, obviously, um, Lakers right now in basketball, um, Phillies in baseball, and uh, Flyers. Um, uh, baseball okay. was my first love. I played baseball up until probably my sophomore year of high school, so I was always a big <laughs> Phillies fan. Darren Dutch was one of my favorite players. Um, I played catcher up until um, high school. Um, okay. So that's why I enjoy that for that. Um, 49ers, uh, it's funny. My dad was a Cowboys fan. I just, I love the anguish on his face when the 49ers used to trash him. So <laughs> the 49ers became the faint team. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say, he's the first, he's the first guy that we got on the show that, that threw some respect to the, uh, the foul line to foul line that we got for them sports outdoors. So I appreciate that. I got oh, my yeah. gear on today that's, from that's my man Poppy. Pass out. I, I love. And we'll get into that a little more into some of the other topics you guys discuss. But yeah, baseball is my is, is my heart right there. Man. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh man, that's awesome. You know, I like the you know, it's funny. I'm a Cowboys fan and I naturally get omitted from Philadelphia sports because that is sacrilegious. <laughs> but I like the Phillies, you know. If I liked hockey, I would like the Flyers too. Like, you See, know, I love my city. But I Fly- accept that they don't accept me because I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of the hockey Flyers by default, I guess, because I just live in the silly. Like, I don't know enough about hockey to pick anybody else. So, oh, I feel you. Yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. Follow your city, man. It's city pride. I feel that. I feel that's the same sense. way I am with the Bruins, right? Like, if, if they're in the cup, like, let's go bees. Like, you know <laughs> The only thing I know about hockey is they fight sometimes and the puck match the color of my shirt. That's the, that's the only thing I kind of enjoy about hockey. Is they right? actually get to fight and they, they fight and they don't get penalized. I get, I get beat somebody up and I go sit down for five minutes. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I get to cool off. I get to come back. I get to hit somebody else again. And then yeah. sometimes I get to hit them and I don't get penalized for it. 
<laughs> I think I think somebody needs to talk to Roger Goodell. You know, I don't know. It's a rule change. Yo, so, it's never, never going to happen. So those are never those are those are fun that. sports moments. Reasons it's being, it's never going to happen is a topic for off camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but honestly, like sports moments wise, right? Like hockey fights are fun to watch. Like you've been part of some crazy, uh, you know, San Fran games. Uh, what's what's your favorite? sports moment what's the best thing that you ever either witnessed or you watched on tv or whatever what got you the most excited uh, the most excited probably honestly was the uh the most recent phillies championship um because i actually got to be at the stadium for most of those games uh i was at the rain out game uh and then i got the tickets to come back for the other game so you know what i mean that was probably the most one because again like you know my cousin say this all the time there's one thing to be a fan but it's something else to be a fan and live in that city and then be able to embrace the championship once it actually happens. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So that one for me was probably the biggest one. Um, second was the uh, the 49ers one in 94 because uh, I was a freshman in high school and I took a lot of money that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. man. You know, it's funny that you bring up the, the Phillies championship because – like I said, I could never truly claim to be a Philadelphia fan because people see me as a Cowboys fan. But I remember that my job, you know, Easton worked at the job, shut down that day yeah. so we could go to the parade. So, you know, I went to the parade and I was out there. I, that was my first championship parade. <laughs> I'm like, go Phillies. They ain't really cheer for them a day after that, right? Because if they lose, it don't matter to me. But I was at the parade. That was actually an incredible experience. So funny thing to coincide with a favorite moment about that. I didn't get to make it to the parade because I was mm. working at the time at a, at a place in Jersey. But oh. Lights Out Lidge came to have lunch at my cafe in the following day. So okay. I got to sit and talk with him and chat with him and get his autograph. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's I, made awesome. turkey, I made him a turkey Reuben. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's cool, man. So on the flip side of the good sports memories, What's some of the most forgettable memories? Like something that happened in sports that you just wish did not happen? Okay, so first of all, as me and James alluded to earlier in this, this is the Emmanuel Sanders, well, the Jimmy G overthrow mm. in that first, that, that Super Bowl two years ago when we had Kansas mm. City on the ropes. Yeah, that used to is it. a very forgettable moment. Um, the uh i forgot what the kid's name is um his dad his dad is in like baseball or something his dad is like a uh manager in baseball or somebody he used to play for the 49ers um when we played the giants in the nfc championship that year they beat the patriots oh i got the picture in my phone still the uh, they teach you this in, in football all the time if you think the ball hits you or touches you in any way you fall on it this kid on the punt return they kick the punt to him the punt hits his foot he's sitting there like this and while the ball was rolling away from them, we were destroying New York that, that game. They could not get past the 50. As soon as they got that punt and got it in our side of the field, lost the game. And then mm. they went on to beat the Patriots and, you know, I mean, you know the rest. But our defense was just as good as theirs that year, if not better. So if they could have done that to Tom, imagine what we could have done to Tom. Imagine that, man. Imagine that. Y'all would have had six and I would have been sick. But hey, could have had seven if we don't talk about the lights out Super Bowl. Oh, dang. You know, we're going to talk more about that. Y'all been on it. Y'all been on it. We're going to talk more about that, man. But, you know, let's talk about 
the 49er faithful, man. Let's talk about your, your 49ers. Um, listen, a lot of respect to Kyle Shanahan and his crew. Uh, listen, that is one heck of a football coach because Kyle Shanahan has always been a good play caller, but he tailors his game plan to the matchup and adjusts when he needs to. And you just have to respect it. That's old school football. That's not over scheming things. That's where I think a lot of people go wrong nowadays. They come to the game with a scheme and they don't break from that screen, that scheme. Kyle Shanahan is he's old school. I love it. He's he's, just, he's like his dad. He's like a modern version of his dad. And um, you know, you guys got one heck of a coach. And here you are in the NFC championship. But for you as a fan, what was it like? Because the season didn't start off too good. And now you're the hottest team in football. I think you guys won nine out of the last 11 games, right? Yeah. Um, it was uh, it's pretty exciting for me these last few months. And especially it was kind of exciting because um, we were on the teeter in those last two weeks. So I didn't know if we were going to make it. And then it was week 17, the Saints won and we won. So we had to wait till week 18 to get our, to punch our ticket. And then we ended up having to play the Rams to punch our, our ticket. So initially I was moving around that day and I'm watching from my phone. I say, dang, we're down 17-3. It don't look like we're going to make the playoffs this year. That's going to be rough. I'm like, all right, it's cool. You know, we had a couple injuries. It was a rough start. To, you know, already making the excuses. You you know how we guys do this, man. We are, you know, we're always running down the list. And then I come back to back the game, like, third quarter, but it was 17-17. Oh, okay, it's a game now. Then next day I look up, we won 27, I think 24, something like that, in overtime or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, that's good stuff. We had already smashed them earlier in the year, 30 to 10. So I'm like, all right, it's good stuff. So we going into the playoffs. We knocked off our division rivals. We own the division for the most part, even though we were, you know, kind of bad outside the division. We own the division. So going into the division, that's confidence going in there. And like I said, our game, the way we play, defense and running the ball, it travels to anywhere, cold weather, hot weather, any team, any player. Because if we control the time of possession, we can beat almost anybody. And – We've seen that from the first time we played Aaron two years ago, but I was more scared of Aaron two years ago when we played him than I was playing him yesterday, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Because two years ago, I'm thinking, man, we ain't going to be able to stop Aaron. And Aaron spent 90% of that game on his back. Running <laughs> away from – and this was Joey's rookie year. No, this was – no, it's Nick, yeah, it's Nick's rookie year. I'm sorry. This was Nick's rookie year. Mm-hmm. So two years later, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go get him. And then we got better players around him. I'm just getting off topic because I'm about to start talking about the defense, but let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the defense, man, you know, all, all it's three phases to the game, man. Yes. And, um, you know, they all deserve some, some praise because I can tell you that you guys beat us in all three phases of the game. And, and you, um, guys are the you guys had Aaron Rodgers on his back, man. And when you get to the quarterback, man, you're getting closer to the W, especially in the playoffs. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is can be the greatest of all time. You get to the quarterback, it's going to be hard for that offense to actually, you know, move the ball. get there, move the ball. Exactly. The greatest and, quarterback um, can't throw blind. You're the, let's talk about the 49ers defense. Man, that group, they rush four and they drop seven. You know, they don't have the exotic blitzes, but they are absolutely getting pressure. And, you know, they're covering the flats. They, they're, they're all over. They're all over. They're a well-disciplined group. And, you know, they're not really recognized by names outside of Nick Bosa and um, maybe a couple others on the front. But the, overall, 
bring it in, man. What do you think about them? On, on, on our on our defensive line, well, we got uh, maybe three 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 first round picks on that defense, and uh, one of them is a late first round pick, and that's uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward is a late first round pick, but everybody else is like Jimmy Ward was like thirtieth. Everybody else is a second or third round pick, so that's testament to the um to the ownership of the GM just evaluating talent and. and picking a good crop of talent and, and then developing it. You know, most of these guys are developed in within the last, you know, four or five years, 17, 18, 19, and then they're growing and developing into the to players we had fitted them to be when we drafted them. So it's great to see guys like Dre and um, uh, Fred and um, and uh, um, Tart and, uh, and those guys play a little – as well as they're playing right now, even even to the point to the to the rookie, and 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 it's crazy for what, what school the rookie go from because that was another one of my favorite coaches that we had here, uh, Harbaugh. So the rookie comes from Michigan, so we already knew what we was getting when we got him because he was coached up by Harbaugh. So when he comes in and he, you know, he's starting that cornerback now, and and he, he's holding it down. So I mean, I, I like what we're doing, and to pass it all from Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator, to pass it off to D'Amico, and D'Amico picked up right where Robert Sala left off. So it wasn't like a whole bunch of things where we had to fix um, corrective issues with uh, penalties and things like that. They already knew the discipline, they already knew the game plan, they already knew what they had to do. So D'Amico just had to come in here, put his own new spin on it, and we just gonna continue to work as hard as we was working before, and that's what we've been doing. And I think we've been doing pretty well with it. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, you guys were balling, you know, and I, you kind of I, – I, I, was, I was nervous. I was nervous for your defense. You know, I was, I was like, yo, you know, yo, you know, we got Salah. And I'm not even going to talk about Salah's defense this year, you know, but D'Amico, well, like you said. See, see, that, and see, that's the tough thing sometimes when, when like, D coordinators and offensive coordinators become head coaches because I don't think they, they really tough. take on that responsibility the same way they took it on before. So they kind of pass it off to somebody. And I don't really think you can blame him as much for that defense. Because I think if he was the defensive coordinator, I don't think they would have had that issue. But I guess whoever the guy was, he just was like – he just really wasn't he wasn't really committed to to the discipline necessary to to have a successful defense jeff Ulbrich, we talking to you all right <laughs> 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 well no i mean you guys um have had you know i would say on both sides of, of the of the field i mean you guys are literally um probably one of the best well coached teams in the nfl and it's I know because you think of Kyle and the realistic, I didn't even want Kyle when they first was interviewing Kyle. I wanted, um, I think I wanted Parcells at the time. I think Parcells was interviewing for the job too at the time. And I wanted Bill because I wanted, I wanted kind of a hard nosed coach, you know, that brought that discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like I was mad when, um, um, what's the name, his name? We want winners. I forgot his damn name off the top of my head. We remember, remember, uh, Herm, Herm. No, it wasn't Herm. No, no Herm was uh, something else. We want winners. Was the middle linebacker? Who was our middle linebacker before? Oh, Singletary. 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 Right. Singletary. Yeah. So, yeah. Singletary. Yeah. so I like Singletary. Yeah. He was hard. No, he was just too rough. Like he was like they were <laughs> ready for that type of that type of discipline that he was handing out. Then we got Harbaugh. Oh my God, I loved Harbaugh. Who got it better than us? Nobody. Harbaugh was the guy. Man, I loved Harbaugh. Then we went to them two slacks after that. Uh, and 
um, and and the snitch ball. I forgot what his name, but he 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 turned some tapes in on Harbaugh and then got his job. I was very mm. upset about that because he mm. he damn near took the franchise backwards. We were a, a team that was in the Super Bowl the year before he mm. took over. The next team, next year, we were a three win team. That don't make sense. Defensive mm. no, line coach. Yeah. No, he was he was the O line coach. Oh, the O line coach. Mike Mayock or something like that. Something like that. He was the O line coach. He said Mike Mike Mike. Um, I think he was he was he actually was on our staff last year. Okay, I'm trying to. I forgot. Oh, he was so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, oh, Jim Tom Sula. Yeah, Tom yep. Sula. Yeah, right. Yep. Tom, yep. Tom yeah, Sula. Yeah, yeah. He was terrible, man. Uh, was terrible mm. yeah. between him and Chip. Like I said, I didn't want Kyle. Oh, Barry. I forgot about the Chip. reason. I, the yeah. reason I didn't want Kyle because Kyle was responsible for that. I mean, he wasn't fully totally responsible, but he was partially responsible for that Atlanta Falcons collapse. Yeah. And I, I didn't want that energy in my building. <laughs> what mm. I feel you, man. One thing that I like about Kyle, when I look at his resume, not really in Atlanta because they haven't really had a feature run game. Uh, I think they just that team just wanted to air everything through Matt Ryan, and they but had. They, but, but that's the thing, though. That year they did have the feature run game because they had um Devontae Freeman and and other kid. Oh, you know what? Kyle Shanahan was part of Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Coleman. Coleman. yeah, they had the two-headed yeah, yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's the, but that was the problem. They didn't run the ball in that Super Bowl. After yeah, they, they, did, they, they did it when it was up. Yeah. They definitely did it when it was up. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But, I mean, if you look at Kyle Shanahan's resume, you know, let's, let's talk about his resume. You know, I started taking notice when he was coaching Arian Foster in Houston. When he was that offensive coordinator. Arian Foster just starts dominating, right? He goes to Washington. You take a six-round running back in Alfred Morris. Alfred, that that rushing game with Alfred Morris and RG3, mm. dominant, you know? And then he continues. He goes over to, to, to ATL. And now you got Devontae Freeman comes out of nowhere. Tevin Coleman comes out of nowhere. He goes to San Fran. Raheem Mostert becomes a household name. That's not on my fantasy team this year, but yeah. Well, I'm sorry for that, sir, because I drafted him too. So I apologize <laughs> to you. That that sucks. So he won't be getting picked up again. Sorry, Heem. I love you, bro, but it ain't happening. There's <laughs> uh, just some coaches who know how to but coordinate you can, you the can, run you game. You can even go further down that list with even most of it because he's ran, he's, he's had a bunch of running backs in there. He just keeps him plug and play from right. McKinnon. Yeah. To uh, to uh, to uh, Tevin Coleman, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, like Elijah Mitchell who starts. Elijah Mitchell is a fourth round pick. Fourth round yeah. picks don't start playoff game, and right now he's the leading rusher in the playoffs right now in the NFL. Yeah, and and D, just putting Debo back there, you know that Debo's that's the, totally Debo's the third leading rusher threw everybody off. You know, just putting just putting D and Jeff Wilson last year Jeff when Wilson, everybody was injured. Jeff Wilson was on a tear, right? At, at some point in time, a San Francisco running back that you never heard of won you a fantasy fantasy. Jamichael uh, Hasty, right? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Trey Sermon. Yeah, like Trey, Trey Sermon. You say we gonna have to you know have a sermon and pray for this brother because he wasn't looking too good this year. He was Trey. Trey. He was a little disappointing coming from Ohio State, but you know what? Uh, for the 49ers, it definitely looks great. So I want to ask you, Les, what do you think it's going to take for your boys to get number six this year? 
Um, I mean, to be honestly, I mean, I believe the defense and the running game will hold standpoint. It's going to come down to a timely throw that Jimmy's going to have to make. He's going to have to make a throw because he's going to have to play against either Cincinnati or Kansas City, and those are, those offenses are ridiculous. And even as good as our defense is, with the playmakers they have on that office, they're going to get some points. So we're going to have to match in some capacity. And I don't know if the running game is going to be good enough to get us 21 to 28 points. So at some point in time, he's going to have to hit somebody on a corner route, a seam route, post corner, something. He's going to have to put, he's going to have to drop it down. So to- I, I, I got, I, I actually have a question for you um, on, on this topic. Cause the last <laughs> five games for Jimmy Garoppolo and Mr. Kittle have just been not good. Not good. We're looking at last five games for Kittle. He's put up 13 receptions of 141 yards, zero TDs. Garoppolo, three TDs, six interceptions. And those, but, but the previous three games for Kittle, 28 receptions, 325, three TDs. And then for Garoppolo, nine TDs, two interceptions. It's just this polarization. It's like they hit a wall in their last five games that was just, they just disappeared. And it's continued into the playoffs. Is that a concern for you? Um, I know I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a concern for me. Um, I, last week was a, a, a just a, a unrealistic conditions. Like I don't think anybody had a good chance of catching the ball that we like the one pass that he threw to the uh, Kittle. Um, well, not the one pass, but the one that Kittle dropped. That's a touchdown if Kittle catches that. But for whatever reason, he didn't even allow his hands to get on the ball. The ball hit him in his shoulder pad first before he even got a chance to grab on the ball. But, I mean, if you guys ever played out there in, in those cold conditions, you can kind of imagine in Green Bay what the fingers were feeling like at that time. Um, if they felt that, that game, I would call that a wash. The game before that, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I would I would say maybe scheme, teams are scheming because you got to figure. You got to take Debo and Kittle away. You got to take those two guys away to win. So you can't really take Debo away if he's coming out the backfield. So – only thing is to do is to try to isolate Kittle over the top, you know, safety over the top, you know, keep him in the box so that he can't get any passes. And Jimmy's not going to force anything like other quarterbacks. He's going to make a throw that he knows a, a throw that, you know, I mean, won't be intercepted. But if he overthrows it, then that's when we run into the interceptions. Or, or like he did toward the end of the half when he tried to find Kittle instead of just taking the points and throw that, you know, hail Mary pirouette uh, throw that he threw. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not really concerned. I think they'll get back on, uh, on on point, you know, against the Rams because, I mean, obviously we'll need them against the Rams and it's a division game. So, um, you know, the playmakers have to show up and play that game. And, you know, it's Debo, Kittle, Jimmy, and, and Lodger. So they, they don't have to show up. So I, I'm not concerned about them showing up today. And I'm pretty sure, as Will alluded to, Kyle will, um, dial up a game plan, game plan to um, get us to where we need to go against those so, guys. So, do you think that Jimmy is the guy? Like, you do you want Jimmy to play next year? Um, I want Jimmy to play as long as Jimmy wants to play. But um, I, I'm not going to force Jimmy up because, as bad as people say that Jimmy is, and, and all the slack that they get him, he's he, you know. Patrick Mahomes has like a 788 winning percentage. Jimmy's is like 765. So, you you know, like I said, you take that overthrow away from him and he got a Super Bowl ring and Patrick don't. 
Mm. And it's and is the conversation different now? I mean, obviously it's not going to be different because Patrick is electric, but you know, is the conversation different as far as you know we giving Jimmy all this slack now? And I think he only getting the slack because you know he's not really that. He's not the gunslinger, but he's a game manager that can make timely throws. And at the end of the day, you want your team, you want your player to win. If he throw for five thousand yards in the season and y'all go home in the first round, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I felt that too. Yeah. That wasn't the first one. Talking to Dak Prescott, it definitely wasn't. It just, it just happened to come out man. like that. But I'm just saying, like, like realistically, like that's just true. Same, that's that's facts. Any position. That's yeah, any facts. position. You Listen, know, you, you can have I'm, a superstar player. It is basketball too. You can have a if your your star player scores fifty a game, cool, great. He's getting the MVP. He's getting a scoring title. But y'all won forty games. That didn't help you. Yeah, right. But see, so how much? How much of that? So you would say that Jimmy is a great game manager. Like you don't think that Trey Lance could come in and do similar or perhaps better production? Well. I'm I'm going to trust the coaching staff on this Trey Lance situation, and if Trey Lance can in the film sessions and in the practices outperform Jimmy, then Trey got the job because I obviously obviously know he's more athletic, but he has to have it up here. Man, and if he don't have it up here, we can't win. He could be as fast as he want to be, but he might he might run past something that he could have threw a dart down the field when he could have you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. he could have threw it instead of running. And sometimes that's the problem with some of the quarterbacks that have legs is they run to the legs first before they look at what the coverages are doing and try to throw the ball over the top. Mm. And I prefer my QB to throw it over the top. I mean, if you got to run for three yards so we can get a fourth down on third and three, cool, do that. Extend the drive. But don't go out there looking to run for 150 yards a game. I got Thank a guy you. for that. I pay a guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I pay you to be a quarterback. <laughs> Thank you, man. Quarter to Listen. quarter, you make sure that my team is that doesn't have his back up against the wall as we go into the next quarter of this game. So be my quarterback. I said when Trey Lance got drafted, everybody so Trey Lance, Trey Lance gonna take over. I said he's not ready for a couple years because the competition that he played against, he only played, you know, maybe two handfuls of college games in his career, right? And it's not like he played against major college competition. We seen when he when he had his first start when Jimmy was out that week, mm-hmm. he didn't know what was going on. With he oh. didn't know they disguised the car. He ain't never he never saw disguised coverage before. He ran the ball like 18 times. And Shanahan was like, I'm not going. That's why I love Kyle Shanahan because he's not he gonna put him in the position to fail. Put him in harm's way. He didn't just have him airing it out and breaking his confidence. So the the longer Jimmy can play, the better for Trey. The I mean, that's Trey. that's my mindset. Well, listen, if Jimmy if Jimmy can give two more seasons, Trey should be ready by then. And if Trey not ready by then, we'll evaluate it and we'll be on draft and trade it for somebody else to replace Jimmy at that point in time. Listen, Me honestly, I would have took Matt. Yeah, uh, oh, I thought that's I'm what was going to happen. I'm happy about that. Listen, I I am I am opposed to mobile quarterbacks. Period. I would never want the, the you know there was Lamar Jackson was on the board for the Patriots and the you know then Bill Belichick took a whole bunch of like you know twenty twenty hindsight gripe for not taking you know Lamar Jackson when we needed a cue blah blah blah. When was the last time a mobile quarterback won a Super Bowl? It never happened. It hasn't. It's. I mean, if you want, you can stretch 
Super Bowl 48, where Russell Wilson, you know, he, he was a borderline mobile quarterback, right? But but aside from that, that is the one for that year. I don't think he, he ranks in like the top 10 for Russian QBs. Right. Year, but I think they ran more with Marshawn and those other guys. They're exciting. They're electric. They can get you to that first down. Like they can go out of the pocket, make some fun passes like that. But I mean, even it's not one of you games. Once the mobile quarterbacks start to settle in and learn how to be pocket passers is when they start to win, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, he could run the ball. Like he has he has plenty of wheels, right? He could run it more than he does, but he stays in the pocket. He's learned how to stay in the pocket or roll out and make the right throw, like you were just saying, get over the over the top. Um, the same thing with Josh. When Josh first came in, he was more of a runner. He he calmed down, he relaxed himself, and now he's starting to oh, side spots arm, now though. Sidearm slings like Patrick will be doing, like because you know he got a strong arm. So those mm-hmm. QBs with strong arm, they can get the ball out anyway. Like mm-hmm. there's they don't have to go conventional. They have a strong arm, they can throw it like this and and, and still <laughs> get it to the to the running back in enough time. And you've seen it. From Patrick, when he do it, and you've seen in that game with uh, Joshua, he did. They were both throwing yeah. sidearms, just mm-hmm. getting it right under that defender's arm, or right, you know, under that armpit, so the defender can't deflect it. And, and, and that's that's priceless, right there. I just want to say, coach a, that. Oh, absolutely. There's a difference that's between a mobile quarterback and a rushing quarterback. Well, right? I, I agree with that. I agree. Yes. Because yeah, yes. Steve there Young between a mobile and a rushing. So Steve yeah, Young was mobile. Like back in the day, Steve Young was like looking like Mike Vick. Like Steve Young would roll out. He would he would end the game with like 50 rushing yards. And quarterbacks weren't doing that at the time. And like even Patrick Mahomes last week, seven carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. And you don't even look at Patrick like a runner, but he's mobile. But like, you know, I agree, like the the Lamar Jacksons of the world. It's going to be hard for them because they, like, that's what they the, do primarily. Donovan so McNabb's, right? And, like, yeah. you choose to unless, run. Unless I, that team is I, I, built I would, I would with a legendary defense. Because, like, after those first couple of years after Donovan got hurt, he stopped running. But that's yeah. my point, right? Like, he stopped. He learned how to be a better passer. And, like, now, whether – I wouldn't say he learned how to be a better passer. I say he learned how to pass more. Okay. <laughs> a lot of balls in the dirt. That some people right. in dirt balls. You know what? You, you got that's fair. That, is, that is very, very fair. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my my main point that I wanted to stick with, like you know, because he, you know, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, hell of a talent, right? And like Mike Vick, like those guys are so much fun to watch. But they're, I just, don't, I'm not convinced that those guys are the ones that are going to win you the Super like, Bowl. Like me and James were talking about this before before you guys jumped in. It's like you know, when it comes down to it, in the AFC, you know, you got uh, Justin Herbert, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got uh, Joe Josh Burrow, Allen. and then you got um, Josh uh, Allen. Josh Allen. Now loaded. Uh, Lamar got an MVP, but if you rank those, he's below those guys considerably because of the fact that he's he can't pass the ball. They can pass the ball. All those guys can have at some point in their career a 600-yard passing game with four or five touchdowns. Lamar will never reach that pinnacle. Like I told James, his best game will probably be a 353 touchdown game, maybe four touchdowns, but he, he won't pass for 400 yards in a game. Like, it's just yeah, not going to he had his first 400-yard game this season. He he yeah. this season he was progressing, but it's still got to be consistent. 
You know, it's, it's going to be hard because, like I said, he get most of his yards from the, the the tight ends and things of that nature, and he even like like how they run in the Saints with the slants and then the playmakers uh, breaking down the field. Like he's not putting dots down the field. Right. Yeah. That's he's not throwing thirty yard dots over a cover two or, or something else like that. So and that's and that's the issue. Like Justin Herbert, I watched Justin Herbert sling that thing down the Guyton so many times down the field. This year. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like sixty yeah. yards in the air, touchdown. Get it. It I sucks being a, a rebuilding it. team in the AFC. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about your Niners. Let's talk about this conference championship, right? All right. You got Niners. You got Rams. Part three. The LA baby. It is really hard to beat a team three times in one season. I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened, but well, it's well. hard. Well, well. To be fair, they've lost to us the last seven appearances. <laughs> that's that's uh that is quite the stat. Last seven um, appearance, and they're zero and five against Jimmy as a starting QB since two thousand seventeen. That is right. uh, that, and they oh. have a very good defense and a strong run game, and a great head coach. Yeah. So and, we. Who you got winning for your for your Niners? Uh, I got the Niners winning. Oh, obviously, obviously, right? Obviously. Yeah. What? What kind of question was that? What do we got for a score? What do we got? For a score? Just said oh, seven, four, four. Like they won the last oh, seven oh, straight. Like you just I, had three. I feel like I feel like we can win it by ten. I feel like we. Can okay. Win. I feel like we can win for a good portion of the game, and then we'll you know maybe we'll do what we have to do in later stages. Of Yo, the I think happen. I think Les is going for a repeat of freshman year of high school right now. Like, you better throw some money on this game. If you think oh, man, money, you take how, confident, how confident were you in the Green Bay win? Well, once I post this link for anybody who happened to watch this podcast, I'm taking all bets. Turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Turn it hey, down. No, I already got a few bets in, and I'm taking more. There you go. How confident were you before? Let's let's rewind to last week's divisional games right because it was a lot of great games every game came down to you know a walk-off walk win off. yeah yeah every that, game that, came down that in now, itself right there makes the, those games just that great because they were just like cardiac cats right up into that final cardiac minute. yeah like right up to right. the final oh. minute like especially that chiefs bills game like listen if you'd have went on fan duel and placed the end game bet you would have been sick if you'd have placed the in-game bet like a minute left in the game, because you'd have been like, oh, there's no way in the world. It's cool. Kansas City got this. I put my money on Kansas City. Then Josh did what he did, and you'd be like, God damn it. And you'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to change it. I'm going to put it on Josh. <laughs> and then 13 seconds left. There's no way Pat's going to get in field goal range. Two passes, field goal, overtime. You've been pulling your hair out. You what uh, do it yourself. <laughs> it, was, it was sick, man. My hair is today because of that. I was I'm not even a fan of, of either teams. I was just watching the game and it was it was unbelievable to see oh, 13 so. seconds. 13 seconds. And just to see Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis had a phenomenal game. Oh my god. And NFL yeah. record four TDs in the postseason. Phenomenal game. After that last one, it's 13 seconds and they're hugging each other. You can feel the emotion from both guys. We did it. We came back here. This is the rematch. And in 13 seconds, 
Listen, yeah, no, before that, before that, was was the, t- the touchdown when he hit the ball with the move and he made the ball fall? When he broke his he ankle. Broke when and he broke his ankle. come back with the peace sign touchdown. Yeah. yeah. That touchdown was crazy. He threw, was that like a, a, a post corner or something? He caught him right over the middle. He was gone. He, Once he made the one ball missing, nobody caught him. Milano was in front of him, and he's still hitting with the piece. Like, hey, I'm about to blow by you. <laughs> Gabriel Davis. Like, well, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> he, made a, he made a name for himself. Because, like, he hasn't been, you know, for the past, like, seven weeks, right? Like, even in fantasy, the last few weeks of the season, like, he was an option, right? He, he was one of those guys that, like, you could probably pick off of waivers at the end of the season and, and put on your team a flex or something. Like, now all of a sudden, Davis, Davis. he's doing this. He's doing going over 200 yards in the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah. so, oh so the crazy thing about Gabe Davis, see, I watch a lot of them fantasy shows, and I'm sure you guys probably do. And they had Gabe was stakes, they had Davis, they had Davis pegged for a breakout year this year. I guess they were about 18 weeks late. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had him peg for a breakout game. Is that a breakout year? Nothing all season, but that game was probably just as good as anything he could have done in the eighteen games this season. Yeah, no, that yeah, was yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> um, but honestly, that that was uh, the, my, my big reaction to that game was, hey, is it time to finally change the OT rules? Like, I literally – I was sitting next to uh, my wife when we were watching the game, and as soon as it went to overtime, I said, oh, great, now we're probably going to change the rules because I knew for a fact whoever was winning that toss was winning the game. What do you guys but think? I, I don't think it should be changed because at the end of the day, for as long as we've been playing football, they say defense won championship. So if your defense can oh stop God. that person that gets the ball first, mm-hmm. you can win. If y'all can't stop them, sucks to be But you. here's the thing, though. They took the word out of their mouth. So what are we going to no, so take rules to college and we're going to just put the ball on the 30? This game will never end. Imagine if they kept putting that ball on the 30. Who you think would have lost that game? We'd probably still be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> this is – no. I mean, there's a better way to solve this. I, like, there's it's, no – There's no better way. It's either – it's either it, – the, that's the best way. You get two opportunities. Why? No, but you, you, but you should have that. You should have either have the chance to match. There has to be something else because honestly, what, what is that? The, the league, okay, the, so, the rules so have right, changed. So what if this happens? So if you say if you give them a chance to match automatically, so say the team goes down and they score a touchdown and they get the two point version, and then the other team goes down, and they score a touchdown and they get the two point conversion. We gonna keep doing this? No. Right. Why, do we, why, why? Why do we need a match? Why don't we just play another quarter or another half a quarter? And have it be decided like an actual football game. I mean, because the same thing could happen. You could play a full quarter and nobody scores. Yeah, man. Instead of sudden death. Then keep playing. Keep playing football. The pressure of sudden death. um, Athletes, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry I'm losing the word, but the special athletes perform in these moments. And so with this sudden death pressure that you have on you to get the W, the better players are going to win. But it was, but it wasn't up to Josh Allen. They're not gonna make it. Like my thing, it doesn't have. Josh Allen had an amazing game, but your defense. Look, the rule is don't let them score a touchdown. Right, your defense has a job to do. It's a team game. It's not a quarterback game. This is a team sport. Quarterbacks get all the glory. I get it. Right, but it's a team sport. You need your defense. If you don't win that coin toss, if you don't win the coin well, toss, 
You need the Who defense to keep the no, other team no. out of the end zone. Well, it's a team game. It's a team game. So the offense should be able to play in overtime as well, right? They had their chance for four quarters. That's why they call it sudden death. Right? And they had their chance to It's a flip of a coin. One team is going to get the ball, right? Keep that team out so, the end zone so your offense can get the ball back. One hand washes the other. This okay, is football. So, so, CJ, on, so CJ, on, real quick, CJ, before we move to another topic, what would you propose to be a rule? And I got the devil's advocate to counteract whatever you're going to say about what's going on. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. So, so first of all, shout out to baseball. No ties in baseball. You keep playing. This <laughs> game, right. Am I right? Last. Give me a. Yeah, me man, let's go, baby. <laughs> um, but no, my, my solution is play the game until there's a winner. Like just play the game. Now, so so now, so now we're dealing with professional athletes. Every single one of these athletes is a brand that's worth a, a certain nominal amount of money. We're so not paying them enough. Play, we're not going to play these athletes until they wear down in in this in this high intensity game that they're playing. Four quarters playoff bonuses. Four quarters already almost killed some of these guys that you know from reading the reports on Tuesdays and Wednesdays after they get out of an ice. <laughs> imagine a guy having to play six or seven quarters of football. Imagine, imagine get up the next day. <laughs> the hits <laughs> and the things of that nature that he takes on his body, he might have a he might have a four year career for playing seven quarters instead of playing four. So, that so is, then I'm true. not saying this isn't, this isn't for, this isn't for regular season, right? Like regular season yeah. you can have different rules in these games. Like you can have ties in the regular season. I'm okay with ties in the regular season and the game, whatever. Cool. In the playoffs, you got to win the game, go out there and play, go out listen, there and play the game. Listen, and win. The, the, only, the only, the only thing that you could possibly do, and this seems silly just because I just thought of this in my head as we were talking about it. Postpone yeah, it a week be, and play it again. Real silly. Listen, we just gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna leave it up to the kickers. We are gonna put the kickers at the ten yard line. Every time they make it, they back up ten yards until somebody misses. Whoever that's actually not a bad idea. That's actually a fire idea. Do it. That you should send a Goodell. Like here's my thing, because I let me let me say one thing, and this is why my I have a gripe with the OT rule. All right. The score, like every year for the last three years, has been the highest scoring year in NFL history. Why is that? It's because the rules have changed. Mm-hmm. The defense, right? They, you know, now, you know, everything pass is targeting. Everything, you know, yeah, the pass interference, you know, the uh, roughing the passer, you know, defenseless receiver. There are all these penalties that inarguably, like you cannot say that that has not had an impact on the scoring but- in the NFL. But so now we're gonna we've already handicapped the defense and we're gonna still keep the rule. The, the rule has not adapted to the era of football in which we are playing in, and I think it's outdated. I think it's outdated. So if if we are gonna still keep it as a sudden death, at least have the deciding factor, not you know, not like a, a, a coin toss, I, you know, have it, you know, time of possession or so, something that you can control so that it is up to the team instead of just up to a random coin flip to decide someone's season. But yeah, like, like the kicker thing is fine. Listen, give me your two fast, give me your, give me your one <laughs> fastest player on your team, and we'll do a hundred yard dash. Like, no, that's weak. Uh, like, like this, I, I'm saying, like, I mean, it's listen, better than giving a coin toss and then, like, if they if they ever did that, if they ever did that, the NFL will be out of business the next day. 
it's the yeah, <laughs> this is, my point is is that this is just as much nonsense. We're flipping a coin, and basically, whoever wins a coin toss is winning that game. It's it's like the statistics but, are there. But, but, I mean, but, but, eleven. But, but think about but think about this real quick. Go ahead. Just real quick. Since the rule change, since the NFL, because sudden death used to be even if you kick a field goal, it's over. But yeah. they were like, okay, that's a little bit overdoing it. Extreme. If you get a touchdown, it's over. But if you get a field goal, the other team gets a chance to top you, right? And then if they kick a field goal, then the next score wins. You're back to sudden death rule. I like this overtime rule because there's not too often that these walk-off touchdowns happen in overtime, no. right? Because, I these, mean, it's what? 90% there's only one of the team. These are the best of the, of the best. So they yeah, win the coin flip, win the game. But it's not always a walk off on the first drive. You know, that is not something that that has happened routinely. It happened in this game, and it's it's upsetting because it was such a good game. And yeah, but, you want to see but Josh this, Allen this, get the ball again. Anomaly. You got two of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. So right. it could have went either way. If either but that happened to Patrick too. That that happened to Patrick too against the, the Pats. Like yeah, it was the same thing. Either way, with any with any one of those guys, you know what I'm saying. But like I'll say this: ball first, I'll, he could have went down I'll, to score. Fans get enamored by you know certain players, and I truly believe this. I say it, and I stand by it. If we were watching an overtime game between the Rams and the 49ers, mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford had a walk off touchdown in the overtime. Nobody would be saying they wanted they wanted to see the 49ers in the ball for another drive because Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. So all of a sudden, the rule doesn't matter. People care about the person. That's that's why we're having this so, conversation. So, so that's people wanted to see Every, people have been complaining about the the OT rules for years. So that's really for years. We were complaining about it with the, the with the tie between the the Steelers and the line. What are you talking about? People don't they don't want to see ties. But the walk-off touchdown is not a tie. I, that Nobody's been complaining about that until now. People don't want to see ties, and I get it. I understand that. They like, have you you, game, this, right? It's just louder. It's louder now than it's been before. This has been a conversation that it, I've it had. It has been a conversation, people. but it's not going to change. The NFL is a business, and the business and that, and that business is selling entertainment. And what's more exciting than a walk-off touchdown or a touchdown or the possibility of walking off a touchdown? Even that field goal thing that I suggested – that is not exciting. If you're sitting up <laughs> at 12 o'clock in the morning and you've been watching this game all night and they start kicking field goals, you're going to be asleep. You're going to see the results on Sports Center in the morning. Like, How yeah, about this? They're watching a field goal battle for the next Listen, 30 Listen, they minutes. want more they're football. They, everybody wants more football, right? They're even talking about adding more, more games, right? More more games, more games. Why not Why not do a, like a, a full extra quarter of overtime? And then if it's still tied, Guess what? You guys got to play again next week, and we're, Look, we're pushing. You, you want you play per quarter, and then you play so per quarter. You, you got to win. Like, I want to say this: this if, if, if they this did is. let the game be a full, like I, I kind of like that idea, CJ. If there was a full overtime, like maybe not a full quarter, but maybe like an eight-minute quarter, right? Maybe, maybe an eight-minute quarter, and then if it's tied, it's sudden death. First score wins in that second overtime. Because somebody got to win the game. And if you can't win the game in five quarters, you deserve to be in sudden death, right? So Listen, that actually, to, win, to me. You're supposed to win the game in four quarters. That's why there is a sudden death. I'm with you. I'm I'm still of that thought. But I'm so, saying if something had to change, that would be like a compromise. So, All right, so, no, this, so, this, is, this is a compromise where not the walk-off touchdown, but maybe right. when you score a touchdown – 
if you convert the two, if you get a two point conversion, then the game's over. Like you, you gotta, you gotta be able to at least stop them from getting the two point. So if they don't get the two point conversion, now you can, the other team can come down and score a TD and a field goal to win the game. So but at least that. So teams will play conservative. They will just kick the field goal and rely on their defense to stop the other team, just like the other team had the opportunity to do it. But but that way, both teams have a chance. Because if if you're conservative and just kick the field goal, now the other team can come down and they can go for for two. So, so, So you guys realize that no matter what we do, five years after we do it, it's going to be unacceptable and it's going to be changed again. That's why they shouldn't change it, in my opinion. But what do you mean? But error, like error has changed. Like the game, well, like the game has evolved and, past and this rule. It was a sudden death with the two feet with the field goals. That wasn't good enough. So now we change it to the sudden death where first touchdown scores now. Now that's not good enough. So okay, now we're gonna put it on there. Okay, we're gonna have to play a full quarter and then a sudden death. Then that's not gonna be good enough because they then the team that lost and that sudden death gonna feel like they were slighted in some type of way. So now we're gonna do a full quarter and then we're gonna do the field goal, field goal. And then we're going to do a full quarter. Then we're going to do the field goal touchdown. And then we're going to be doing two quarters. And then we'll be doing three. And then next thing you know, yeah. we'll be playing football for three weeks. Right. <laughs> but as, or, as long as rules keep changing in the league, like all rules should be up to up for grabs. Because if the game evolves past a certain rule, then we, we got to change it. Like, it, it, like, it's not like every rule has been the same for the last 20 years. You, and you, now you know what they should OT. do? You know what they should do? They should do like, uh, like, like, like how like the NBA do with two way with like two way players. So when we get to overtime, if somebody played a certain number of snaps, they can't play anymore in overtime, and you got to bring in the backup and make it work. Yeah. So right before we go, right before we talk about this week's matchups, I do want to say this: if we if they did play a full quarter in overtime in the playoffs, and then after that is sudden death. Somebody would get injured, and then there would be a massive cry. So I agree. There's it's never going to be that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, mass peace about what happened. It's always going to be a trendy topic. But I know you don't want to see an overtime game between the 49ers and the Rams because we already said the 49ers are going to win that game, right? Um, so we know how you feel about that game. I want to hear Woody and CJ. You know, what are your thoughts on this week's matchup? Uh, in the NFC Championship between the 49ers and the Rams, who you got? This is this is my moment. This is my moment. I'm pretty <laughs> excited. Because from the start of the season, I said one division was the best division in football. CJ knows. CJ knows. And what did Will Gaddy said? What did Will Gaddy say? He said, oh, you know, well, the Niners, they're overrated, man. You know, they're not going to be in contention. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to eliminate my Cowboys in the wild card. They're not going to do nothing. What are you talking about? The Niners now, it's the AFC North. And don't get me wrong. The Bengals are Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say nothing about the Cowboys. When I was well, talking obviously, about that, obviously, I never, I never predict my Cowboys to be good. So don't put those words in my mouth <laughs> because anybody that knows me knows that I watch the game by game. I never predict so my Cowboys. I want the Cowboys to be good, but I'm not sitting here <laughs> preseason saying that the 49ers aren't going to beat the Cowboys because I didn't even know they were going to have a match. So now you can factually finish your statement. Okay. Well, you. Slept on the Niners. You were showing all these 
videos of Stafford throwing picks in practice, right? Disrespecting the Rams and who is still left in the NFC West, not the Seahawks, who you were hyping up. It is none other than the 49ers and the Rams representing the best division in football, the NFC West, as I've been saying all year. So the validation is there. Now, here we are. Best division in football for a few years, too. It is. It is. It has been, and it might continue to be so um, for quite some time because I don't see any team falling off um, as long as Kyler Murray gets his head on straight. Hopefully they fix that in the, in the no, offseason. He's he going to have right trouble. He's too got small. He's going to a lot of trouble. But uh, with uh, this game, unless you brought up some interesting stats, right, like seven straight losses, you know, Kyle Shanahan has owned Sean McVay yes, sir. for quite some time. Right, he, he, you know, he has been the uh, master splinter to uh, McVay's turtles. You know what I'm saying? Like just that, that boss owning. But you know what? The pressure. You know, sometimes when you have coal, and you just squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and squeeze and put that coal under immense pressure, mm -hmm. what is left is a diamond, mm -hmm. and there is no team in the nfl right now that has more pressure to win sacrificing their future the future is now than the la rams i think the pressure they are finally going to avenge a, a series of ineptitude and get the win beating the 49ers for the first time in years and proceeding to the super bowl that well, is my I'm gonna, pick. I'm gonna let CJ comment and then I'm gonna retort to you if I can. <laughs> <laughs> um I was on that the uh the same the same hype train. Um come on, hold me down, CJ. Outdoor sports, CJ, hold me down. <laughs> I, I wish I I wish I could. I wish I could. Um but I just think this is a different animal right now. This, you know. There, it's not going to be easy for Debo uh, or anybody in that backfield to to run on these guys. I don't think, and and you're going to rely on Jimmy G, like you said, making big throws. No, not I, big or, throws, kindly throws. No, not big okay. throws, kindly. Okay. <laughs> let, let, all right, let me let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. <laughs> I don't have any faith in Jimmy G throwing. Period. So unless they're going to Bill Belichick style against the Bills, running the throwing two passes, I I just do not see this game going well for the Niners. Um, I honestly think that they've got a good defense, but man, this Rams. Yeah, I'm just too sold on Cooper Cup and Stafford. Man, I'm too sold on that offense right now. I'm too, and they got Cam Akers back and every week that he's back, he's another weapon in the tool belt for them. So as long as he doesn't fumble three times a game, that's, you know what? Exactly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. My fourth round pick hasn't fumbled yet. <laughs> Let me make my pick. Now I give the Rams a lot of credit for getting to this point, the NFC championship. I always figured it was going to be a good team, right? Are you about to pick this, this is, one? This is not a good matchup for the Rams. Now, hear me out. This is not a good matchup. 
We you want to you want to talk about me posting Stafford throwing picks in camp? Well, guess what Stafford did when they lost thirty one to ten against the 49ers? He threw two interceptions, right? Oh, ooh, I got stats. Turn the ball over twice. Guess what Matt Stafford did when they were beating the 49ers the last time they played and they lost 27 to 24? He threw two interceptions. Anybody who has watched the Rams lose, there is one reason when Matt Stafford is uncomfortable. Sean McVay is a master at picking apart the blitz that comes from the outside, but he has no answer for pressure that comes up the middle. And Matt Stafford is super uncomfortable when you pressure him up the middle. And the Rams have not proven that they can stop that yet. So it's going to take the Rams trying to figure out how to keep that four-man rush out of Matt Stafford's face because they don't just come off the edge. They do stunts and come up the middle. And the 49ers are not a blitzing team, but I promise you for this game, they're going to surprise. And you might see Fred Warner coming up in the middle with some extra pressure. I don't think the Rams are going to let this game. This is going to be a close game. It's really going to be close. Um, It's not going to be some Rams have all this momentum and this pressure and they go blow out the 49ers. If they do that, I'm wrong. So be it. It won't be the first time. Right. But I don't see that happening. I think this is going to be a close game. And you know what? I just don't think the Rams can beat the Niners. So I got Robbie Gold kicking for gold, going to the Super Bowl to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you. So real fast before I retort to y'all, interesting stat. So last two playoff games for Stafford, 586 yards or 568 yards, four touchdowns, okay? The two games against the 49ers, 486 yards, four touchdowns, four picks. See the difference? Yeah. See the difference? He's throwing the same. I'm sorry, Sue. He's throwing the same stuff. 568 and 486 are very close. You take those four picks away, those are the same numbers. 568 and, and, and four touchdowns. But he's throwing the four picks against us because we've given him that pressure, as Will said. And the pressure is going to continue to come. So what we I appreciate you, James, for riding with me. Because you ain't got, you know, you 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 you've been riding with the Jets for a little while, so your evaluation talent ain't the greatest. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the I'm not the one making the picks. I'm not the one drafting. I'm saying picks. in Gang Green. I'm talking what? I'm talking about. I didn't, I'm not the one that created know, the but, Jets but, roster. But you but you realize that the front office sucks, and you still keep riding with them. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right, last we, we will. I think we can all agree on this point. In sports, it is tough to beat a team three times in a season it no. is tough to do that and it if is you can, tough but it's not impossible no certainly not impossible it's last not time impossible. i seen it happen the dallas cowboys beat the eagles twice and then beat them in the playoffs so i'm just saying it, it has like happened said, when, once once you understand what a team does well and you can and you can game plan to take that away i mean you can beat them every single time you play them realistically because at this point in time mm-hmm. the, the tricks that they can pull out are minimal there's no yeah. new tricks there's no new trick. Now, you got you got you got a shiny new Odell. We seen that. He ain't did nothing with it. So Les, who you think winning the, who you think winning the AFC game between the Bengals and the Chiefs? I li- I like Kansas City because I just like based on that game that uh Joey, I mean that uh Pat and uh Josh had, I don't know if Joey can elevate to that ele- to that level just yet in the second season. He may. Because like I said, he has a, some talented playmakers on the outside. 
So with those playmakers that he had on the outside, Mixon, Boyd, T. Higgins, and um, that kid, Jamar Chase, sheesh. Mm. Like, with those yeah, guys, it's possible, but I, I just – I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to agree and with Kansas you. City's defense considerably better than Cincinnati, too, as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. But I'm going to have to agree with you. The Bengals are good. They're going to be good for a long time. They're young in all the right places. And um, if you look at that game last week against the Titans, Joey got sacked nine times. And not all of the sacks were just on the offensive line. He didn't throw a touchdown. And it's, he, he threw for a lot of yards. He made some good throws. So it's easy to say, oh, this boy is rolling. But yeah. um, that game was really gifted to the Bengals. Because yeah, of Tannehill's ability to complete passes to the Cincinnati Bengals, like, right? Like Patrick, so, you've seen Patrick. Patrick done scored twenty-one points in five minutes, like five. Yeah, minutes. <laughs> it's gonna like, be hard, like, man. Like I, I really think the Chiefs are are going to you know right their wrongs from last season, and um, I don't I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game that the Chiefs are going to win. So yeah, I, I would definitely thing. go for the over. Yeah, um, I would go for the over too. <laughs> definitely go for the over. So with the with the NFC game, I I think that's going to be one score, whether it's you know six, seven, yeah. you know a field goal, you know I think that's going to be one score. This game, I would actually be shocked if it is. It's crazy because I, I would honestly take the over on the NFC game too. It still be a close game, but I would still take the over. I think it's thirty points or something like that, or, or something like is that. Is it thirty? Oh, oh, oh wow. let me look at it. Hold, let me look at it real fast. That's uh that that's pretty low because I was about to say I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, no, but I was looking at the over though. It was it was it wasn't too far off of what the uh other game was. And I see that like I said, it's a playoff game for what those uh for them coming off last week and being in the snow and not really being able to get any points up. I think they might come out this week and just light it up. Mm, I, don't, I don't know if I want you know Jimmy and light. I don't know, but uh, I will say <laughs> <laughs> that the Chiefs are about to smack the Bengals. Like, smack the Bengals. Like, you know, I think this kind of goes back to what Will Gaddy was saying before about, like, you know, quarterbacks. Everyone loves them, right? You know, all they're cool, you know, all that. And Joe, you know, I mean, I, I feel like it's clear he's going to have a bright future in the, in the league. But Joe Burrow, the entire Cincinnati Bengals organization, they are not ready to face the dynasty that is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't Not know. Ready for my homeboy, as they call him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my homies. They'll be, you know, doing their their thing. You know, I I don't think this is gonna be close. I got uh thirty eight twenty four. That is my prediction of the That's AFC championship. Thirty eight twenty four. Okay. I'm gonna have to go thirty eight thirty one. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer than that. I think Kansas City will pull off late. If anything, maybe it'll be forty two thirty one. They may pull off, pull that out late, but I think it's gonna be close for a good portion of the game. Like I said, the playmakers that they got over there, and I'm pretty sure they're going to draw up a game plan to get those playmakers loose and into space. And if they can do that, and then you also got to figure if what's the name's going to come back and play because he got hurt last week. Matthew uh, Honey Badger. Yeah, yeah. Tom. And if he's but not playing, the, have the, the Bengals haven't even dynamic. scored 30 points yet huh? in, the, in the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't. So they do. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think this is a game. I, I truly like don't. I said, I, if, if you, if you take Honey Badger out of that defense for Kansas City, I, I, I had to change my pick. Well, the Bengals did beat them 
34 to 31 the last time they played at the end of the season. But this is a whole new ball game. It's the yeah, game yeah, before the Super Bowl. Um, I think the Bengals have a lot to offer. I just don't think they're going to be able to get the job done. Uh, CJ, I, think, I honestly am. Um, I hate to continually agree with Woody, but it's <laughs> <laughs> just the right. I'm saying facts. I, you know, I, I mean, just, I thought it was going to be. You know, I think it's going to be a two score game, 38 27. Um, you know, somewhere around that that range too. I, Kansas City just has so much firepower. I don't, you know, I just think there's going to be too much. Um, and Burrow's going to give him a good run with his offensive weapons, right? We've seen those three receivers that he's got. It's, I mean, even Azuma's been catching balls for him. You know, and so. then he still got Joe back there in the and they backfield. Got, they got Mixon. I mean, they 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 are a quality offense, um, a solid defense, but. It's just, I mean, I much like much like I just had to fold to the Rams in what I believe like is just ridiculous <laughs> offense. It like I just have to fold to the 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 ridiculous offense that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and that, frankly, if it's KC, LA Super Bowl, that's going to be one hell of a show. I'll tell you that. Right <laughs> Nope, that's not gonna be a show because LA gonna get the the, the breaks beat off them because they ain't gonna be able to keep up with KC neither. So what is your sorry? We didn't do we didn't do scores for the NFC. Can we can we do scores for the NFC? Like I I say it could be the same score it was last time, 24-27. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going with I'm going with 19. No, no, it's gonna be I'm going with 22. Nah, nah, 22 to 17. What are you doing? He's making up numbers, man. Yeah, what? He's making up numbers. He got a fortune cookie in front of him. I'm going. The 49ers going to be kicking a lot of field goals. I mean, they they are. They are going to be kicking. They will go going to make them. They're going to kick them. Oh, okay. I think it's it's 24 14. 24 14. 24 14. Rams, you're saying? Rams, yes. All right. I have my written score here is 24 21. So. Not too far away. Yeah, it's going to be a close game, right? And so, what, what, what did you have? Twenty-two to seventeen. Twenty-two to seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Oh, okay. Twenty-two Will to said, seventeen. Will, Will said one to five. It's going to be nineteen. It's going to be nineteen to seventeen, and then the Forty Nineers will get one more field goal. Stafford's going to have a chance to come down, get a touchdown. Last drive, he's going to look like he's about to be a hero. They're not going to make it. That's okay. my prediction, right? Okay. But now let's end today's segment with some wings and things, man. Let's talk about some of the what's saucy in the sports world today. What's mild, what's medium, and what's hot? And I got to start us off with talking about some super mild sauce. Um, <laughs> and this has been mild for a long time time right now you ever go to whole foods or anywhere and you see like wings behind a glass you like man they look kind of good right obviously they cold and they heat them up and they say spicy but when you eat them it's just not spicy they sold you something that it wasn't because your level of spice is different so what's mild in the sports world i just gotta say it's you jerry jones (laughs) <laughs> Ever since 1995, man, you've been the GM de facto when you got rid of Jimmy Johnson, who was bringing in the talent. You've it's been doing good. it your way for 27 years. 
You have four playoff wins and a slightly above 500 record. What GM gets to keep a job with that fail record? None, unless the GM is his own boss, man. Now, you be selling these hot wings every offseason. Oh, man. One time, you know what? You know when I stopped listening to Jerry Jones? When Tony Romo got hurt and Brandon Whedon had to be the quarterback, and Jerry Jones looked in the camera and said, you'll never see a better passer of the football than Brandon Whedon. Now I know you a salesman. I'm a salesman. Game recognized game, man. So I stopped listening to you. I love my boys. I love my boys, but I hate the way you manage the team. I hate the only time the team is good, the only time we were hot sauce is when we had Jimmy Johnson who had control of everything. I said, the I, other I time that we were hot sauce is when we had Bill Parcells who built a team out of nothing. And then you got rid of him when the team became something. So we didn't even get to take that team to the Super Bowl. Then you had Cupcake Wade Phillips. You had Cupcake Jason Garrett, and now you brought in Yes Man Mike McCarthy. Why, man? Why are you doing this to us? Do you oh, think this segment is hear me out? No, we're doing wings and things. This isn't hear me out. You know, I don't. I, I just, I was, but, they're, but they're mild Will right gets, now. Will gets real, real. He's very passionate. Wings. I guess so. Like you don't want to see, you don't want to see Gaddy at a Hooters table, right? And you give him the mild wings, and when he ordered the hot, let me tell yeah, you, yeah, he's, he's going <laughs> off. He's going off. If you give him mild wings at that Hooters, he is going he's, off. Yeah. Right? Definitely. So staff Definitely. beware. Staff beware. Because <laughs> no. here, 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 well, Jerry Jones. Well, you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be ordering mild wings. If you need your wings mild, just tell them. Just tell them don't put no sauce on them. Mild wings. Ain't no sauce on them boys, man. Four playoff wins in twenty-seven years with the same GM. That's well, mild. Listen. Well, let me, go, go go give give us some mild sauce, Les. What's your mild sauce? Oh, me, my mild sauce. Whew, sheesh. Uh, gosh, I didn't know I was getting a topic. I thought I was going to debate on somebody else's topic. Oh, that's all right. I got you some mild sauce right here. Um, I, I had to say mild sauce right now for what happened in the sports world today. It's kind of mild, but I kind of wanted, wanted to talk about it. Uh, uh, Sean Payton stepping away. Mm. That is, that, He's going to be in Big D next year. I might like that. We'll see. Pause. <laughs> but, <laughs> I definitely because uh, it, it, it's oh it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like breaking news, but then it's kind of like well, like what? Why? Just why all of a sudden now? Like what yeah. happened that? And for me, as soon as I seen he retired, he was like, "Man, damn this! I'm not going back into season next year with Jameis Winston. This ain't happening. I go <laughs> I go hang out with my kids for all that." Well, the, well, the cap space is hard. Like they're the worst yeah, cap in the league. I'm not, I'm not like I, you're not going to send me back out there with Jaden Swisters and Taysom Hill and ask me to win ten games again next year. No, I'm going to sit in the studio booth next to Drew. <laughs> hey, there, there's actually a legitimate reason why this is happening, and it's behind the scenes. And yeah. um, Florio just released a report in 2019. Sean Payton was going to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. The owner of the Saints is the owner of the Pelicans. And as soon as Anthony Davis requested a trade and they agreed to trade him, they went to Sean Payton and said, we cannot comply with this request to be traded any longer because we need somebody to hold the city down when we lose Anthony Davis. So Sean Payton signed the extension. He did what he wanted to do. And now he's backing away so that he's going to be not a free agent, but a tradable asset. He's taking a year off. 
And watch, it's going to happen. In 2023, the Cowboys are going to trade a draft pick for him, and he's They've been saying that for I keep hearing those rumors that, that, that yeah. but there's there's there is not there's actually fire to the smoke. Now, I'm not saying he's going to save the day. He's going to save Jerry, but I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. Mean, he, if he can come in there and do what he did in New Orleans, he should be able to at least get you a couple playoff wins. Championship, I don't know, but you got the talent. You got the talent. <laughs> I just want to see it. That's all. I just want to see it. So you got the talent. Like he 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 did he won the chip with, with Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. So well, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna say my mild sauce right now. I need to take a deep breath and and just uh inhale the the sweetness of these of these wings because there is no spice to it. Well, aside from last game where Mr. Jason Tatum decided to pour <laughs> in 51 points out of nowhere, but good hort. That is the most empty 51 points ever. Just, just he I can't I can't express how tangy and unspicy <laughs> these wings are and they were displayed as fire sauce or like you know like diablo um coming into the season and then you taste them and you're like mm, nope there's not there's no there's no nothing to these i mean this guy is averaging his car- or career high in minutes per game a career high in field goals attempted a career low in field goal percentage a career low in three-point percentage. He is just increasing the amount that he shoots and decreasing the amount that he makes. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a hear me out segment. At, uh, you know, you started to get the high pitch, Craig. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to tone, to tone it down. I'm just going to tell you right now that I don't enjoy these wings. They're a little bit too sweet for me. I'd like to send them back and throw some uh, habanero in that sauce. Okay, send them back, man. Send them back. Well, Woody, man. Woody's wings, what they looking like? Yeah, uh, so mild. Um, I think these wings are pretty mild. Uh, you might you might disagree, but uh, you know, the uh, the last dance was um one of you know the most talked about documentaries of its time. I think you know, everybody who watched it enjoyed it. Um, it definitely um showed you know michael jordan to a generation that might not have known you know too much behind you know beyond a couple of you know youtube uh highlight videos or whatever so it's a big deal you know and and mj you know in my opinion and others opinions is the goat so if you're gonna post you know the last dance and say that that's about to be what you're gonna do then you might as well win a playoff game but this boy aaron Rodgers is a bum D-U-M, the man, oh, my gosh. I can't even remember the last time um, that, like, he actually had a run in the, in the you know, to the, to the Super Bowl. I mean, we, all, we obviously all know, right, when it was. But I'm saying it's been a decade, um, you know, last dance, all that hoopla, you know, all that drama in the offseason, and you couldn't even get them one win. Aaron Rodgers, you're mild, man. You're you are mild. You are not Tom Brady. Wow. A-Rod's hey. mild sauce. He's got an eleven and ten playoff record in sixteen seasons. So I'm gonna have to say that it's pretty no mild. wins against those guys. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> those guys. No wins. No playoff against those guys. Zero. Let's step it up to a, something that's a little bit more flavorful. Let's talk about. 
some medium sauce right now. Now, I'm going to just go with the standard buffalo sauce. Not like the spicy buffalo sauce, but there is one player in the NBA who is super under the radar. And since the Christmas games, when a teammate of his went down, he stepped his game up tremendously. And I am talking about Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You got to give this man some credit. Since Ricky Rubio went down, he is averaging 20 points and almost 12 assists per game. He is the de facto floor general. He's averaging just under 20 and 8 for the season, but he has elevated his play in the year of 2022. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are reaping the rewards of it. I mean, they won seven of their last 10 games. They're actually playing really well. And I got to give Darius Garland some credit. You're a little medium right now, man. Keep balling. You might get hot. (laughs) Got to consistently do this. I'm I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that medium sauce because I was unprepared for this segment. (laughs) I'm going to give it to the head. I'm going to give it to the coaching staff for that Cleveland Cavaliers team because they've been cooking all year. And it's very surprising. Very surprising, like because, like I said, even before Ruby, like before Rubio went down, they were they were competing, and nobody's seen that coming. Like they've been drafting well. The kid Evan Mobley turned yeah. out to be a great pick. That 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 trade for Jared Allen has been, you know, has been great. Like I, when they when they traded Jared Allen, I'm like, why would you get rid of him? Yeah, that was you, you that don't was give away. You don't you can't teach size, mm-hmm. and he and and there's a very limited number of good quality big men in the NBA, and I'm just not giving away one that I can trust. You know, you, you want to give away my giveaway. I give you Hassan Whiteside. I give you a JaVale <laughs> McGee. JaVale. You know what I'm saying? I, I you can have them dudes a dime a dozen. You want a Demar- you want a Derek Favors? You can have him too. I'm not gonna <laughs> have a Derek. Derek Favors. He's too young. He, he he can do too much at that age. I'm just not giving that away. Especially my them Jared Allen was still in Brooklyn right now. How good they'd be. Yeah, that would be crazy. But hey, Jared Allen all of those people were still in Brooklyn that they traded. Just <laughs> like with the, with the with the three seven foot offense, you got Jared Allen, you got Mobley, and you got Laurie Markinen playing the small forward, uh, and him and Mobley alternate. That's and, and, Cleveland, and you got Darius Garland just running the show. And they probably and they probably got Laurie, and I don't even remember what the trade was. They probably got Laurie for peanuts because they were trying to get him out of Chicago. Yeah, they they, they did a sign and trade with him. So, yeah, that's a good uh, coaching staff to call medium right now. Good stuff. So, uh, I, I don't want I don't want to go next just yet. We'll you sure? Hey, hey, hey oh. CJ, is all, is, all your, so, is all your wings going to be in the Boston area? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't mentioned the Celtics in quite some time because they're an embarrassment. <laughs> oh, my God. And I get um, so, the amount the, – the, the rabbit holes that I can go down – Last when we talk about painful, my I mean I'm a I'm a bigger Celtics fan than I am Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, whatever. I you know basketball's. I mean you, but well Red Sox, you don't got nothing to be sour about anymore. No, no, no. Hey, listen, dude, I got Red Sox game. Y'all been rolling, dog. Even even in bad years like last year when we weren't supposed to be good, we're making it to you know playoffs and and making things interesting. So I'm I have no complaints over the Red Sox, but my Celtics, I just I'm 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 upset. 
I'm upset because I thought that they would eventually be able to figure out the J and J situation, but I don't want to well, let's again. Well, see, let's, well, so so this is the problem with the J and J situation. Oh, we we about to talk about. Oh. Uh oh. No, 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 no. Nothing wrong with those guys, but you had Brad there last year, and Brad was working through that process, and then you move Brad to the front office, and then now you give that to somebody else, and then they have to internally figure that out themselves, and that's just not. It's not that easy. It's not. Brad, Brad had been working on this for years. I, I listen. I, that's why it's just it's a mess right now, and there's no easy fix. So, but but I don't want to go off. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to save our viewers from this Boston. I got, yeah, this is this is uh, I, I diagnosis over here. I'm gonna talk about my medium. My medium. No, 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 no. Hold up. I got a medium though. <laughs> oh, I thought you said. I thought you said I could. Go, I thought you said you needed some time. Oh, no, my, my, and then less and then less poked me and was like, "Yo, you should go." Like, all right. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I, I, so, so, medium, yeah, so my medium sauce, right, that's getting a little bit spicier. And something that I'm looking forward to a little bit is this NBA trade deadline, right, coming mm. up in, in early February because mm. things starting to heat up a little bit. We got a lot of things that could be, you know, adjusting in the scheme of the NBA, like big names. So, like, you know, not only Ben Simmons, right, like, is he going to go anywhere or are they just going to holster him? Um, it, you know, is it Harden's talking about testing free agency already, like halfway through the sea? We're this close to the trade deadline. What are you doing? Like, uh, you know, you've got John Wall and Westbrook names being thrown out there. Like, what teams are the Lakers going to be buyers? Are they going to be like, you know, trying to pick out different pieces and bring somebody else in? The Celtics the Jays, like we were just saying, like, there's a lot that can happen, right, in this NBA climate because there's so many teams that are like on the cusp of being a playoff team. Um, and, you know, maybe upsetting somebody or or y y I just feel like there's so much action that we're going to see within the next week, week and a half from the NBA trade deadline approaching. Um, so that is my my medium. OK. Um, <clears throat> Woody's wings. Woody's wings. I feel Woody, like that's that's a food truck right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, medium wings. Are like kind of they're interesting because because some people actually prefer the medium right because it's like oh you know i can't really handle you know my stomach you know if i eat hot sauce you know i'm on the, i mean you know hot wings you know i'm on the toilet so you know they prefer the medium yeah. and other people are like nah you know come on go big go home like you know it's a real preference <laughs> thing and i think there is no there might be no player in sports and i know from a media perspective it looks like you know it's like ninety nine to one, but I think you know from a from a player and definitely a fan perspective, um, there are definitely different preferences about probably the most polarizing player in sports right now, Antonio Brown, and he is making his own campaign right now to join the Baltimore Ravens, which is actually pretty interesting because Lamar could use the help. <laughs> you yeah, <know>? for real. <laughs> so, if you're John Harbaugh, who is one of the league's, I mean, he didn't, he didn't look like it this year, but he's definitely, inarguably, one of the league's best coaches. You know, a nice character guy. Um, are you going to take on that challenge? Is is the risk, you know, worth the reward of potentially having someone who not only is going to help Lamar look better on the field, but his cousin? you know, has been, you know, the, the wide receiver one over there. And, you know, I, I think this is, you know, someone who can mentor him hopefully on the field as opposed to off and, you know, kind of get him to the next level 
physically because uh, Hollywood Brown does have talent. He's just, you know, obviously, you know, he's not that guy, but maybe AB can help him get there. So I don't know. It's it's a preference thing. Some people are like, nah, I don't want anything to do with my, with uh, medium wings. But other people are like, you know, I mess with the medium. Do, you know, what's going on with AB? That's my medium wing. Hey, that's a good medium pick, but them medium wings may be undercooked. And when you eat undercooked chicken, it's you up. You know, you might, throw it, you might throw it up and send and it back. He has been undercooked chicken on every team that he's been on. You know, like the the, the crispiness is right, the, the flavor is right, but when you bite into that thing, you ain't right. So, you know, that's, that's AB for you. That's AB. Now, I'm going to talk about something that's really right right now. And if you want to talk about what's hot sauce in sports right now, I am going to have to give it to the team that is 46 games into the NBA season and the only team in the NBA with single-digit losses. We talking about them Valley boys, the Phoenix Suns, baby. Let's go. The Phoenix Suns have nine players on the team that average double digits. You know, DeAndre Ayton has missed 22 games. Book has missed seven games. Crowder has missed seven games. These are starters, and they continue to rack up the wins. Hey, Les, don't you ever say nothing about JaVale McGee anymore because I love my McGee on the Phoenix Suns. Hey, McGee averaging eight boards off the bench, and the reason why the Lakers can't win another championship is because they just let him go. For no reason, right? And he is a he give you a quality 20 minutes every time he's out there, right? He is no longer shacked in a fool. And I could go on and on and on, but the Phoenix Suns are hot, they are the best team in the NBA right now. Chris Paul hasn't missed a game. 46 games in, he hasn't missed a game, man. You better knock on wood. You better something knock on wood. Mr. Something, <laughs> something about the Phoenix air, and um, you know. I never want to call my team as in going all the way because if, if I call it, it's, it's not going to happen. That's why every time I make these picks, I'm always wrong. Sorry, Les. You know, I pick the 49ers, but, you know, I'm usually always <laughs> I'm wrong good, when I, I make picks. But, um, pick the Rams. I'm, glad, I'm glad you finally said it. Would he pick the Rams so it's going to balance out? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's going to come down to a field goal. But, um, but let me not take the attention off of them Valley boys, the Phoenix Suns, Balling, not falling, and um, you know it's looking not really falling. good. It's looking really good in the NBA right now. The best team in the league for sure. So, since we on this side of the side to side podcast, we're gonna keep all our hot takes as a home team situation. So we're gonna stay with these young. <laughs> we're gonna stay with these they young fellas right here. They you know what I'm saying they cooking right now. Like my man <laughs> said, nine out of the last. 11. You know what I'm saying. This guy right here, historical numbers on receiving and rushing in for a player at his position. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to keep this train going for another two to three weeks. And then um, if y'all see me partying in Santa Clara, y'all already know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your team won the Super Bowl. You got to make it out there to the parade. Yeah. Listen, Niners, are, Niners, Niners are a good hot sauce right now, right? Niners are a good hot sauce, that's for sure. Now, I got an interesting one for you, and I am so glad. It makes me so happy that Les is on the show, and Les is a fan of baseball. I can't stress that enough because, obviously, you guys see the gear. We got Ortiz mm. made it right into uh, – there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Ortiz, 
elected into the Hall of Fame this year. Okay, this is my hot sauce because the MLB writers have gotten it wrong for 10 straight years in not allowing Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens into the Hall of Fame because they took steroids. And my man yes. Pete. And Pete. But we're just talking, I'm talking about steroid era because mm-hmm. if you want to focus on that, MLB writers, guess what? Everybody in that era, we're calling it the steroid era. So they played against guys who were taking steroids. They also took steroids. As far as I'm concerned, it's a level playing field. And as far as I'm concerned, you're keeping out two of the best players ever in the game because they were part of this. And then they were the few that got caught because they were the most popular and they were doing the best. So guess what? If you want, I would bet any amount of money that Ricky Henderson took steroids and he is sitting comfortably in the Hall of Fame with all of the glory and and his accolades. But you know what? We're not on Hear Me Out. I'm not going to go in on that. I'm just calling a hot sauce because guess what? Poppy is in the Hall of Fame today. Congratulations, Big Poppy. That's awesome. Well-deserved. Great career. If anyone was wondering, you know, who made that post on IG, there was your answer right there. You know, <laughs> so, congratulations to Big Poppy. But, no, Hall of Fame induction, you know, that is the ultimate honor uh, in, uh, you know, in any sport. So, congratulations for real. And the only one. The only one in this class. He's going yeah, to you know, Well, uh, that will be quite the ceremony. Uh, but – uh, if anyone has seen this segment before, this is actually my favorite segment. It's wings and three pain. for three. Um, if anyone's ever seen it, you know, you know, Moody's like, oh, okay, all right, you know, he, he has his picks. Um, but yeah, we're talking hot. Uh, Will Gaddy already knows who it is. There's literally only one answer. You want to talk about Hall of Fame? The uh, best player on this team is already a Hall of Fame. I don't care what anybody says. The the man, the boy, the child is already. <laughs> A Hall of Famer. I don't care how many more rings he, he gets. He's probably going to get one this year. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be close. But I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs for the third straight time of wings and things. They are the hottest thing in sports. I mean, Josh Allen and the Bills, they have a great team. That was about 13 seconds. That's all we need to say. 13 seconds. All right. Thank God that my wife was watching that game because 13 seconds, that's all we need. Holla at your boy. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, Patrick Mahomes and those boys in Kansas City, Andy Reid, how many Hall of Famers are on that team? We don't know. We're, we're going to figure it out. But right now, they are the hottest team in the NFL. They are going to run over the Bengals, okay? They're going to run them over. And then for the NFC – I don't, I don't want to disrespect anybody. So let's just say Kansas City, hottest team right now. Let's go. That's my hot sauce for yet the third time. Hey, man, if, if I had to pick a favorite player outside of my favorite team, it is hands down Patrick Mahomes. He is literally, to me, in the almost, almost like what he's just like, he's all he's writing his story of being the GOAT. I know, Tom, you know, I'm just saying he's t- – Uber talented. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's definitely hot. Woody is three for three with Kansas City on wings and things. So um, the NFL season is going to be over soon when we get to the next wings and things. Never we'll against the streak. We don't know. We don't know if Woody's wings are predictable, right? 
Um, you know, Kansas City got some good barbecue and Woody's wings. They they need to put that flavor out there. Right? <laughs> hey, take that Woody's wings truck down to KC, dog. Andy Abasso. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Les, we want to thank you for coming on the sports cast tonight, man. This was so yeah. much fun. We went 20 minutes over what we usually do. This, but um, it was stuff, a great man. time, man. We gotta have you back on again. We'll definitely have to coordinate that, but Hey, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to our boy, Les. We thank you for watching the Side to Side Sportscast. And you already know, we want you to hop on the Sportscast with us. Call it how you see it. Call it how you saw it. Call out those who didn't see it how you saw it. Let us know about your squad, what's going on in the sports world in your mind. We want to hear about it. But for now, we out. D next year. I might like that. We'll see. Pause.